0: Welcome to the Electric Jellyfish Podcast.
1: Where everybody has a voice. This is Shannon. And
0: this is Chad. we like to bring something to you guys, something for you to mentally chew on for the week right around this time every week. Um, but we don't know when you're listening to it, so it's anybody's guess. You know, We try to have something for you to get you through the week. Try to, give, try to put a little wormhole in your ear. Or, or or an earworm in your head or however the hell you want to say it <laughs> however, the, however you want to put it but uh, uh, we, we love talking to you guys and we'll take every opportunity we can to do it uh, but uh, uh, we want to thank you guys once again for continuing to support what we're doing every time we check and see how many people are listening our grins just get bigger and bigger and wider and wider uh, and it just makes us all the more enthusiastic to want to keep bringing this stuff to you so, we're glad that y'all are, are getting something out of it, if nothing else. Um, you can uh, follow us on uh, electricjellyfishpodcast.com. Uh, we've got a ton of uh, streaming platforms that we're available on. Uh, we can recap them all at the end of the show. Um, you can contact us on uh, Facebook uh, at, you know, facebook.com forward slash electric Same with Instagram. And we have a Twitter feed now at ejp nation so we're just we're just looking for feedback dying for feedback from you guys you know if you have something that you would like for us to talk about uh feel free to 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 fling it at us you know we've got two separate shows that we're doing we're looking to add more in the future this one we like to focus just more on things of a more personal nature as you can tell by the nice moody music in the background (laughs) um that's the kind of vibe that we like to that we kind of try to rock on this particular show that we're doing uh but for you know if you have show suggestions bring it on guys you know we're, we're waiting to hear from you um we've got a, a voicemail device of some sort I don't know I never can think of exactly how to describe it it's just there is a way to leave us voice messages on electrojellyfishpodcast.com. jellyfish so if you guys want your voices heard cause hey everybody has a voice here um <laughs> uh, feel free to drop a line. But uh, this week, we've been kind of kind of jostling back and forth on what we really wanted to talk about this week. And um, given that when we did origin stories, when we kicked this thing off, we mentioned or I mentioned, and you reinforced, honey, mm-hmm. that uh, the the reason that I got up the the nerve to talk to you in the first place Mm -hmm. is because you were reading the novelization of the empire strikes back. Yes. And I thought if I can find common ground with a girl that looks like this, maybe I've got a shot at talking to her and not looking like a complete idiot. Well, I don't know how much (laughs) did I mention? Screw you. Um, Uh, I don't know how well I succeeded then, Uh, but apparently it carried through because we're married now. It sounds
1: like he got a lot of confidence after he talked to me.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're wanting to address here is is, uh, how you can find common ground with someone and have that really be the basis of the foundation of your relationship.
1: And a friendship, and you know, if of
0: any kind of relationship, mm-hmm. maybe not so much romantic relationship, but you know, that's that's pretty much how all relationships are are started. It's like you you run into somebody that's at that point in your life a total stranger, and you either have something that you immediately realize you have in common, mm-hmm. or in the course of the initial getting to know you discussion, you find that you have something in common, but you didn't know it at the time.
1: Most people do have a few. Things in common they mm-hmm. just uh need to get over being intimidated to speak to someone right like you've told me about how you made friends in line waiting to see some of the star wars movies mm-hmm. that you still talk to those people to this day and we're talking about what 30 years ago yeah. 20 years ago
0: i mean and you know i i, I kind of wish we had her on the show this week because it was kind of the main reason why we got to know and, and, and continue to, uh, to call uh, our friend uh, Alex Darian, one of our dearest friends. We met her standing at this was like just right before we got married.
1: Mm-hmm. No, uh, it was right after.
0: I thought we were leading up to that and we were asking her if she could actually be there. And we saw her a couple of weeks later when we went back.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's she's and she's right. like, how are
0: you guys? I'm like, well, it's official. And we showed her our wedding rings. She's mm. like, Oh God. You know, she was like, Oh, I'm so happy for you guys. But you know, we were all decked out at this, uh, it's called Panopticon. It's something that they do here in, in the Dallas area. Uh, they're trying to bring it back after the.
1: They uh, are. They are uh, well, bringing it back. I, I
0: don't know how well it's succeeding. I don't know what kind of crowds they've had because mm-hmm. I know people are still leery about it. But you know, yes, you know, at the time of this recording, we are still 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 dealing with a post pandemic world. Yes. Um, this because this is you know in early 2021 and you know we're everyone's kind of starting to crawl out of their caves a little bit uh, you know extracting themselves from their hobbit holes that they've been hiding in for the past year and trying to return to some kind of normalcy but back then this is back in in 2019 well pretty much like two years ago right around this time two Mm -hmm. years ago um we were standing in line outside the club waiting to get in and that's when we met our friend alex whom we absolutely adore and uh She immediately struck up a conversation with us just because she liked the way we were dressed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it was an Mm 80s-type dance night, and we were dressed up as much of the 80s as we could possibly get on at the time, don't you think?
0: Well, if I'm not mistaken, is... My current Facebook profile picture, what we were wearing that night? Yes, it was. Yeah, so for those of you that know know, know me, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that if you're listening to the show, you know who we are. Um, Find my Facebook profile, and that's exactly what we were wearing when we met Alex. And she's like, oh, God, you know, and she just flipped out. Uh, and she was just cracking us up and I'm just like, you know, we got to hang out with this girl more <laughs> And, uh, you know, we've, we've met up with her several times. We continue to stay in touch and she's, you know, she's, she's a, she's a part of the family now. But again, we were there because of a common love for the music that we were mm-hmm. so fond of that we all grew up on in the eighties. So, you know, we find that we, that Shannon and I had this commonality with, we, we like the same type of movies for the most part.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, when you grow up on a steady diet of uh, Spielberg and and Lucas, you know, you I, I feel like that's the the foundation for plenty of conversation oh, <laughs> conversation yes, starters. Mm-hmm. And then you know, with with the three of us, with with her and Alex and I, um, music of the eighties was just a huge, huge part of of what shaped us. And we kind of went into detail with that with her mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, but we were talking more about um. The movies that the that the three of us kind of shared together, but mm-hmm. I think we are probably ought to focus on the kind of stuff that you and I really
2: mm-hmm. were passionate
0: about. Because it seemed like there were there were movies that you and I saw that were just a huge foundation of what made us that she hadn't even seen, mm-hmm. which really freaked me out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, we're talking to a girl who's, who who claims she she did claim she had never seen E. T. Right? Right. I, that that I can't. I I just I can't. I I, <laughs> I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you've gotten to this point in your life growing up in in that decade and you haven't seen it, at least by accident.
1: Mm, this is true.
0: I mean, that was the movie that I think made everybody find common ground across the board, that if that movie don't make you cry, then you probably need to go and buy a, a new heart because <laughs> yours obviously is missing a, a, a cog here and there. But at that point... You know, you know, we had already been exposed to another film that you and I are absolutely head over heels in love with. That came from the Spielberg camp that released the year before.
1: Oh, that! One. Oh, yeah, that one. One of the greatest movies ever made.
0: About as close to I know that you have said this. About as close to a perfect film as there has ever been made.
1: I still stand by that to this day. You could play that movie right now, and it's just as good as anything mm-hmm. that was made. Last week. Right. And... If you
0: haven't figured it out by now, it's Raiders.
1: Duh. Raiders of the Lost Ark. My all-time favorite movie, I believe. Of course, yours, you've always said, was The Empire Strikes Back. And it is a close second. In fact, I'd say maybe they're neck and neck for me. But, oh, there's just something about watching Harrison Ford in his absolute prime. Mm -hmm. Um. Really showing us this world that at the time when we were like 11 years old, we didn't even know really what an archaeologist did. And, of course, he does a lot more than the average (laughs) archaeologist. But, you know, when he would get so excited when he would find this, whatever he was looking for. I mean, you could just see the look on his face of like, wow, I'm the first person to touch this in 500 years or however many years it had been
0: well think about it like you you think about how dr elsa schneider described it as right giddy as a schoolboy. Yes, in yes and Last that Crusade. was
1: that was how he that's how he reacted and it made me it sounds strange but it made me fascinated with history mm-hmm. and and it's so amazing that a movie that's a, a fictional story can really change the way you think about things and that's the magic of movies mm-hmm. isn't it i mean just like we watched we watched E.T. Uh, about a week ago. Uh-huh. And I said, I just want to feel like a kid again for a couple of hours because some of those movies are so wonderful that when you put that movie on, no matter how old you are or how many times you've seen it, you go right back to that first time when you ever saw it. Mm-hmm. And it's just the music and, you know... We both love so much of that—the uh, movie scores from from the '80s from these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, what is ET without that wonderful music that John Williams wrote the, the, for it? The, the flying and, bike scene, yes, and, and of course Raiders. I mean, what a fantastic theme!
0: I, I love the little backstory behind whenever Stephen was asking John to do to do the score for for Raiders, and he did two separate themes for indiana jones just specifically for indiana jones and he played both of them on the on the piano for steven and steven couldn't decide which one he liked the most so john just mashed them up into one one scene there there are two distinct parts to that theme Mm -hmm. but they were originally two completely different songs oh and then John just looked to see and said, "Well, if you like them both, let's just make the song both songs and that's what that's the theme that we know. The Raiders mm-hmm. March is indeed two themes mashed up into one."
1: Well, that's awesome.
0: Mhm. It's very, you know, I mean, it's incredibly iconic. Um, you know, it's in when you think about the first time you see Harrison's face it's one mm-hmm. of the probably one of the best face reveals oh, in yes. in theater history in movie theater history just you know after the crack of the whip and the and the and the sound of the gun going off that he cracks out of Barranca's hand and then you know he kind of you know, that that French horn motif mm-hmm. lays over it and he just kind of strides through the smoke of the gunfire toward the camera and all you see is just his grizzled five o'clock shadowed face mm-hmm. and this this cold, determined almost like a sneer on his face, like what? <laughs> I was like,
1: that figure's just another day for me. Uh,
0: yeah, this is what this is this is what I call Wednesday. Right. Um
1: and you automatically just love this character from the first time you see yep. him because you can tell by that you know the way he moved his head when he heard that gun. Yeah, just cock so you, when back, you hear it click,
0: click, click, and you just kind of see him cock his head to one side. He's I'm like,
1: like, all right, it's on. all right,
0: fool. <laughs> <laughs> it's Like we just thought he was, we just thought he was a cocky badass as Han Solo uh, from the first two Star Wars films that we had already been you know completely
1: drooling drooling over, over. Mm-hmm. and then.
0: And I know that even even George was was hesitant, which I always was completely blown away by that George didn't want him.
1: No, he didn't
0: as as Indiana Jones because he had already used him uh, right, and he was already so identifiable with with Han that he just like no, I just don't think that people will be able to separate those two characters. Shit, and and the fact that he wasn't the first choice. I mean, they had that role cast, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately for Tom Selleck. Mm Mm -hmm. he couldn't get out of his contract with cbs making Magna pi so they're like okay well we'll just go with harrison we'll just throw it against the wall and see what sticks and oh my Mm -hmm. god
1: oh wow jesus did it stick yes it did i to the point where i don't think anyone will accept anyone playing that part but him no um he'll just and that's what they're doing they're aging the character along with him
0: right which is the smart way to go
1: yes it is
0: now uh I am curious, I'm really curious as to how they're going to proceed with this announced Indiana Jones 5 that we're supposed to be getting next year. I don't see how that's possible, how they make well, that Well, I window. told you
1: what I'm thinking they're going to do. Hmm. Um, they're going to have him be in his, I don't know, as a role of a teacher again, mm-hmm. maybe, telling one of his students or a whole group of students Hey, I've seen this artifact. We're just studying, and this is what happened. And it does maybe a flashback.
0: Well, I did a sh- I did a podcast uh, just yesterday with uh, with Marcus Blake on uh, on that nerd show, and uh, our. Uh, our friend uh, Brendan on there brought up what I thought was a really interesting idea. Because, uh-huh. you know, they've cast uh, Mads, I don't know if it's Mickelson or Michelson, I don't know how you say uh-huh. his last name, it's just two K's in the middle of his name, so I don't know if it's Mick or Mike, um, who uh, most of you will probably remember him as uh, uh, the, the father of the main character in Rogue One, uh-huh. the one that you always called her Starlight or whatever.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and um he's casting it but Phoebe Waller-Bridge is is also in this thing. I I hope I'm getting that name right. I'm terrible with names. Uh but she was the voice of the droid in Solo.
1: I didn't know that.
0: So he's thinking Brendan's theory is he didn't really have an idea for what they were doing with Mads. I think he's probably going to be the bad guy because he just has that. He was a bad guy in Doctor Strange. He was a bad. He was a bad guy in Bond. He just kind of carries that. He's just got that look about him. Believe me, him playing the role he played in Rogue One was as much of a surprise to me as anybody. I'm like, God, doesn't he only play a jackass? <laughs> uh, but uh, he was a character that you really kind of sympathize with. But uh, I'm sure he's going to go back to his villain roots in in this Indiana Jones film. But. His theory was that Phoebe is going to be who is going to be inheriting the archaeological department from Indy as he's retiring.
1: Mm, That may be
0: could Uh, be so. Then that's I mean that's that's a pretty big if. But Mm. I mean, or maybe it's maybe it's Mads that's doing it. Who knows? But you know, Harrison is pushing eighty. Right. So, you know, I, I I just don't want this to become Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Fractured Skull because right. I'm really worried about the guy. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going down a rabbit hole here. Uh, we are. Uh, <laughs> but
1: uh, but this is how we get, and yeah. this is back to the subject of common ground, right? This is something that we can talk about on just hours on end uh, just speculating about this stuff, you would think that we're talking about something real. Yeah. I mean, like, the, like, like, you know, Professor Jones is real. It's just somebody that we took a class from <laughs> right. at Mesquite High School or it's something. That's exactly right. But it's, it's, uh, that's what it takes to maintain a friendship. That's definitely what it takes to maintain a happy marriage mm-hmm. and that's something that was always missing from my past relationship mm-hmm. i didn't
0: or ships plural. <laughs> yeah. yes
1: it, it was like i didn't have anyone to really do this with i mean most people would be like you talk about it for five minutes and they're like yeah, yeah. next on to the next yeah uh-huh and jeez uh, we stay up way past our bedtime talking about this stuff <laughs> like it's you know we're Rocket science, and you know, we'll just find ourselves just being a couple of nerds, mm-hmm. just laughing about this stuff, and uh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's why this relationship, this marriage, feels like I still feel like we're um dating. Yeah, it's it's still, and, and I don't know if it's only because we've been together for um, I don't know little over two years, I don't know, usually by this point in any relationship in my past, by the time it's at this point, it is so in a routine, it is so uh, boring, (laughs) unsatisfying. You start... Breaking away from doing things together and you start going back to your old, whatever you did before you met this person. Like if you were into reading a certain book series, you've already gone back to that. Right. If you have your, you know, you have friendships or, you know, with other people outside your marriage, you are. You're hanging out with them more often. Right. You're seeing them all the time. Um, And I have no desire to do that.
0: No. And I don't think that has anything to do with the COVID
1: no. crisis or
0: anything like that. It's just
1: No, it doesn't. We
0: enjoy each other's company so much Yeah, that, you know, like w- when I'm away during the day, when I'm, when I'm working at my job downtown, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I hate to have to stop for gas because it just, that means it's depriving me of a couple of minutes away from, from where I'm wanting to be. Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> when, when you and I go to go do anything, you know, mundane
1: tasks yeah, and he, of life. Yeah, yeah. When,
0: when we go when we go drive to the to pick up our groceries at Walmart, or when we're going to do date night, which 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 we'll get into here shortly. Mm-hmm. The entire time we're driving, you know, and I'm, and the entire time I'm driving, I'm I'm like I'm the chauffeur, which I've got no problem with. <laughs> I, in most cases, I insist on it because
1: I think I scare him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I scare you sometimes, but we are. Pretty much, you know, hand in hand the whole time, or you've got your hand resting on me. You're, 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 you're like you like to put your hand on my stomach as I'm driving, <laughs> and I've gotten so used to it. It's almost like a like a security blanket. Mm. And if those of you listening right now are gagging, I'm sorry.
1: No, you're not. No,
0: I'm not. Not really. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I've never. I don't think you or I have ever been in in the, in this situation where we are so affectionate to each other on a regular basis. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not hugging you or kissing you or something.
1: It's like being teenagers. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's so strange being not just past 40, but past 50. Mm. And yes, I know that's, that sucks to hear and it hurts to say, um, but it's the happiest I've been in my entire life. Me too. And it's, it's, it's hard to imagine that it would happen this late in life. Mm-hmm. But as we spoke to our dear friends, uh, Brett and Bonnie Hart a couple of weeks ago, uh, on, if, if, and if you guys haven't listened to that episode yet, a little bit of heart and soul, do yourself a favor. You want to hear another couple that's just Google Gaga over each other as we are. Listen to those two. They have an amazing story to tell. And I don't think they're done telling it. No, uh, we need to revisit that. I think that, 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 particular episode deserves a sequel because we i think we were just kind of scratching the surface, but but given the fact that they that they work in the movie industry that they work as filmmakers he is a writer director producer and her as a uh writer uh author and film composer and uh incredible vocalist um they got a lot of irons in the fire and now that things are kind of starting to get back to normal as close as to close to normal as things can be in this current environment. they Yeah, they, they've got a film that's, that they've made that's making all the film festival circuits, so they're promoting that. So they don't have a lot of spare time, but they have told us, you know, anytime they can spare uh, an hour or so, we're going to revisit their story because uh, it's an amazing story to hear. You guys got to hear this thing. But um, it, it's... I, I love the fact that we have all made that mutual discovery about each other.
2: Mm.
0: That just because, and I know this is a point that we kind of keep coming back to. It kind mm-hmm. of seems, it seems to be a recurring theme. That just because you're past the age of 25, 30, 35, whatever you think the quote unquote cut off is, mm-hmm. there is no cut off.
1: No, there isn't. There
0: really isn't. There, you, you, there is There you somebody out there for you. Uh, You just... May not have found them yet. But that doesn't mean you should stop looking. Don't ever stop looking. Don't ever stop trying. Uh, Because, you know, I'm I'm sure there are people that have been in the same situation that we were in. Where, well, I guess this is as good as it gets. So I'm just going to settle in. Mm -hmm. No, you don't have to. Things do get better. Things will get better. You just got to be willing to do the work.
1: If you are with someone and they make you just dread <laughs> having to go home or you know when you're happier at work getting yelled at by someone than you are being at home with yeah. the you know the person that you live with should be the one that you say gee listen to what happened to me today you're not going to believe this and you need that person to hear you out and then try to find something funny about it. Like, you know what I always say, could be worse. could, be, could be you. Them. <laughs> you could be this person you're telling me about. You know, you could have their problems. But, you know, you, that's so important to have that person to say anything to. Yeah. Um, and know that they're going to actually care What happened to you that day? They're not going to just tune you out and say, geez, I wish this person would shut the hell up. (laughs) I am so tired of hearing this every day. And to have someone there who was like, what happened to you today? How was your day? Sit down and tell me what Mm -hmm. happened today.
0: My my wife is an amazing therapist. Wow. Not what you signed up for, I know. (laughs) But you are an amazing therapist. She... I have come come home from from a relatively stressful day and this woman always knows exactly how to handle it. You always have the 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 cure for the for the common insanity cold.
1: It usually involves a little bit of alcohol.
0: A little bit of alcohol and a and a shared bathtub.
1: Yes, the bubble bath is don't underestimate the power of the bubble bath. <laughs> it is so relaxing to come home, leave your job at the door.
0: Mm-hmm. when you take your keys and your wallet out of your pocket, leave that all in on on the nightstand or wherever it is you store your keys and your, and and your wallet.
1: sit in a nice, warm bath with someone who is genuinely wanting to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. sometimes you can't i mean you can't fix everything right i mean but to have someone there who will listen to what happened to you that day um is is such a gift Mm -hmm. that you just you can't you can't buy that you can't you can't i don't know what how am i trying to say um you cannot pay for love. I mean, I know that sounds like a cliche. I mean, but you really you can't buy true love, right? You can't, and
0: you, you know you can't put a price tag on peace of mind. Is a quote that I've heard no, quite often. Yeah,
1: you can't. You that you know the one thing that that Bonnie said that I c- can't get out of my head is saying she was so unhappy in her other. Re- her other relationship because she was with someone who she couldn't truly be herself with that. She couldn't talk about the, the thing that really lights her up, which is her love of music and, and writing and being a creative person. Mm -hmm. And that just, I was like, wow. I mean, that's exactly exactly where you were. You know, I, I was like that. I was with someone who did not care what I had to say or how I felt about anything, no. just just shut up and leave me alone.
0: Didn't share your passion. And, didn't understand your passion. No,
1: didn't understand any of it. Thought it was just you know oh whatever that's your thing. I don't care about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that in turn made me that way about anything that he cared about. Right. And that just it got you know bigger.
0: the chasm got yes, wider it got and wider, wider
1: and wider until there at the end were. You know, in the Grand Canyon, he's on one side, I'm on the other, and I'm like...
0: And you're flipping him off from the other side of the
1: canyon. (laughs) A lot of the time, yes. And, you know, I think that's really... How relationships die. Yeah. When you lose that communication, when you lose the common ground mm-hmm. with someone, you've, I mean, geez, how many times have I been in a grocery store and there's a long line and everybody's standing there going, Oh, this is taking forever. And I'll just turn around and look at somebody and say, does this suck or what? <laughs> you know, we're all stuck in this boat together and we, we're not moving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have this knack of making total strangers laugh. Oh,
2: God. I
1: always have, just like the day that we went and got our the shot. second shot. Uh-huh. Yes. And you're telling your, telling this guy sitting there about um, a friend of yours' experience with the shot and saying he got hot and cold and hot and cold. And I, I looked up and I said, Oh, so he was having menopause.
0: And this woman about <laughs> 10 feet away. <laughs> laughed harder than she would probably laughed in the last year she about fell out of that chair
1: and she just thought that was hysterically funny and i was like i was just being me you know
0: and i said thanks folks we're a double act we'll be ne- we'll be back next week and you're looking at me like we better not be back uh, next i hope m-. we're not
1: back next week i don't want another shot I want another shot <laughs> but you know it's it's so great to be able to find common ground with everybody mm-hmm. and, and you can pretty much do that in any situation in life and it makes people i don't know relax a little bit just yeah. kind of cuz we all have to laugh at the absurdity of life because there's no other way to get through it mm-hmm. there just isn't
0: well i mean and i think people have gotten so accustomed to being uh and you know i know you're going to have your introverts and your extroverts it just depends on your personality maybe how you were raised or, or you know you know that's just how you're wired but uh i think people have gotten so accustomed to when they hear a conversation around them that's being done by total strangers, they're afraid that if they say something, mm-hmm. they're going to be get told, you know, shut the hell up, mind your own damn business. But mm-hmm. it's it's to me, it's nice when you can have a conversation and you're you're you don't 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 be so quick to get it, get get offended or insulted by somebody that wants to chime in on what you're talking about because mm-hmm. uh, you know they haven't had a lot of interaction with people outside of their own circle. Yes, in the last year. Well, and, At
1: any time. Really. And, well,
0: but 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 more so now than than right. than, than normal.
1: This is true.
0: Um, and I, I think it's I think it's nice to just kind of welcome somebody that you don't know. That's just that here's what you're saying, and just gives you like a little knowing nod or a smile, or just if you notice that they're laughing at what you're talking about, <laughs> you're looking at them like yeah, am I right? Am I right? You know. And who knows? You might meet a new friend like we did with Alex.
2: Right. You know you
0: yeah. you could be denying yourself. Uh, an amazing friendship with somebody just because you're too afraid to what acknowledge somebody's presence that's two feet away from you?
1: Maybe you know. I don't know.
0: I mean, you know, it's if if you're if you're getting uh, you know a, a a definite vibe from somebody because they are finding humor in what you're talking about. There's this common ground thing that we're talking about. Right. They're obviously relating to it because they're like, oh God, this guy's inside my head because I've gone mm-hmm. through this exact same scenario. Or something similar to it that just reminds them, and that's why they're laughing about it. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that the scenario that you're talking about is is or isn't funny, it's just they're relating to it, obviously mm-hmm. they're obviously connecting with it um uh, and I'll take every opportunity I can to you know to to reach out to somebody like uh with what I do i you know I, I work with the public all day mm. and um with with us always you know needing to wear masks to keep this to keep this thing at bay, you've made me some pretty impressive masks and I've gotten a couple of uh, masks from other sources along the way and me being the Prince junkie that I am, I had mm-hmm. one on the other day that had the Prince symbol on it and I always have a, a lapel pin on my jacket and it usually corresponds with, yeah, I'm that much of a dork to where I, something always has to match. Hmm. And I had a, a Prince symbol lapel pin on and something else Prince related up but I was wearing two pins along with that mask.
1: Did you... Were you wearing the one I got you that says "Reckless" on it? No,
0: no, I wasn't. Uh, I want to say it was the symbol and the one that's it's it's the face.
1: Oh, okay. from the, from
0: the from the "When Doves Cry" video and single. And these two girls came up to the window, and they they just like stopped and just went, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "What? What? What?" And they they like pointed at their mask and then pointed at me. I'm like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh, oh, are y'all fans? And then they flipped their wrists over. These are two girls that I don't know if they're related or just best friends. Mm-hmm. They flip their wrists over and they have identical print symbol tattoos on their wrists. And they're like, What do you think? And I just <laughs> and I just kind of grab you know, wrap my hands around my head like, like my head was about to explode. I'm like, My sisters, my sisters <laughs> didn't know these girls from a hole in the wall. But immediately, boom! We've established common ground.
1: And how many of your friends on Facebook are be-
0: are, are because right. we're Prince fans? Mm-hmm. God,
1: a lot of them. Right? I mean, I've
0: got I've got upwards of four thousand friends on my friends list,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the vast majority of them are people I've never even met, mm-hmm. and and the majority of those are because we're Prince fans, right? And a majority of those I made when he passed away.
2: Mm. Like
0: there was just this huge outpouring of emotion. When Prince died, and we're coming up on the fifth anniversary of that, which freaks me out every time I think about mm. it. And you know, I was member you know I was a member of several Prince fan groups, and mm-hmm. more of them popped up after he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've established some really amazing friendships with people over the years. I've got friends that go all the way back to the mid to late nineties um, that I met because of uh, uh, being involved in the Prince fan community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a site that I've been going to since probably 90 since the since the birth of the internet. Wow. The first real true fan site for for Prince fans was well the kind of there's kind of two major ones. housequake.com which kind of became something different. They they moved mainly to I think Facebook only. I think the the site's still around but it's not what it used to be. But the the main one I was always going to was prince.org. Mm. And uh one of the guys that I met way back in the day right when I first Created my chat room handle, uh, which was Chad NPG six uh, Was this dude named uh, Darren Poindexter, mm-hmm. and he we just lost him. He recently passed away. He he lost a battle with cancer, and uh, his I remember his screen name was a, a take on Prince's song uh, DMSR. He was Dex MSR, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he was kind of like my my brother Mm -hmm. in that chat room and uh it absolutely when i saw when i saw mutual friends and and prince fans a few weeks ago uh posting how heartbroken they were but they weren't mentioning why Mm -hmm. they're just like devastated right now i you know I, i i can't believe what i just read and you know and they weren't mentioning his name and then i reached out to a friend of mine that said you know that had posted something similar, but it, but it kept it vague. And I'm like, what is going on?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said, Dex is gone. Mm. And, like, I had, I had seen pictures of him from the past several months where he was just getting, like, when I saw Dex back in the day, in the, you know, in his heyday, he was built like a like a jock.
2: Mm.
0: I mean, he was just this Adonis-like figure. You know, dark-skinned brother, had long dreadlock you know braids and uh, a, a smile that was bigger than the moon. <laughs> uh Dex was an amazing character uh there were times where I was going through some rough patches you know and I would go into prince.org's chat room and Dex would pick up on my 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 vibe you know that I just was out of sorts and he would get me in private chat and talk me down off the ledge <laughs> that's just what, what Dex was that's who he was um and then I noticed over the course of the last couple of years as as this disease was ravaging him how how frail he was getting Mm-hmm. and and just oh, i was like please don't not not this guy you know he's he's one of the really good ones but the law of nature being what it is he was taken from us and i would never have known the guy
1: mm-hmm. he would
0: never have entered my orbit if not for our mutual love for prince's music so again a, a guy i never got to meet face to face and now i never will right but a a guy that otherwise i never would have even known or known about had it not been for a common ground of of Prince and
1: right. And that's, what's interesting about having internet friendships, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you probably knew him just as well as someone who knew him. Yeah. In per personally. Se. Yeah. Right. Grew up, I mean, you know, spent time because, with
0: him physically,
1: right? Because sometimes you can talk through, a keyboard more of your true emotions, yeah, than you tend you to be can more honest person right, yeah. and that's what's interesting about how the world is now, yeah, I mean, when we were growing up, you had to do you had to write a note, mm-hmm. you had to actually call someone on the phone and be awkward and and you know, especially with guys, I know that they have a tough time really telling their other guy friends this is how I feel, or Mm -hmm. this is what's important to me. They might be able to get like that with a woman that they're involved with or a significant other, whichever way you go. But, you know, um, that is the interesting thing about the way the world is now. And that's something that I think we should try and understand more about the younger generation. Um. Because that's what's normal for them now. Yeah, there's you a know, huge,
0: there's a huge disconnect.
1: Right, and if you can't understand, you know, then you can't find common ground with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and then you know, I'm sure a lot of younger kids, teenagers, and people in their 20s probably see us as, you know, old farts yeah. because that's what we are. Yeah, but, um, and a lot of a lot of um, negative feelings can come up about someone who is that much older than you. Yeah. As far as you don't understand, you don't know what you're doing, you know. And we're like, really? Like, <laughs> you know, but the thing is, the thing is, uh, we went through... Exactly, yeah, what they're going through, yeah. and they don't realize that. Yeah, the
0: generation gap will always exist,
1: right? And it's like, um, the day that you truly, truly become an adult is when you turn around and you look at your parents and you don't see them as your parents, right? You see them as two people who were in their 20s when you were five,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they didn't know any more than you do right. when you're in your 20s. They're just two people trying to do the best they can. Right. They tried to make the best decisions they could to give you a good start in life. Or most parents do. Right. I, I do believe that most parents do truly love their kids. I, I do. I, I can't accept that they don't.
0: You'd um, like to think they do. <laughs> I, I
1: do want to think that. Um, and, you know, life can get... Difficult. Right. You know, um, I don't know how these girls do it. I don't know how these young women do it. They uh, especially the ones that are divorced or, you know, on their own, raising their kids, trying to do the best they can while they have a full time job. Some of them have more than one job uh-huh. and they are just they've gotta be overwhelmed. Yeah. And and bless their heart. I'm in know? I'm in
0: awe of any of anybody right. that can do that.
1: And and it's like um, I just can't imagine ever doing that on my own, you know? Right. Just being on my own like that. Uh, of course, I've never had children. Um, that was something I had I had pretty much decided I didn't want to have children. But then I became sick in my 20s and was advised that, yeah, you shouldn't really have kids. Probably and, not the best idea. Right. It's probably not a good idea for your health long term if you do have children. And uh, so I was like, well, that just kind of completely made up my mind about that situation, <laughs> didn't it?
0: Glad I didn't want to have any plans on doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a
1: good thing I didn't really have my heart set on being a mother. But, mm-hmm. you know, I would look around and I would see my friends in the situation I described. They're they're young and they had kids. And the kids really, having the kids before they were truly ready to have the kids, Right. it really just took a lot of I don't know I don't want to say joy out of their life but I would like to say it took a lot of uh, a lot of their energy away mm-hmm. that they could have put into um, getting a different education or or finding what finding path, a new career path right yeah. finding the path that would really work the best for them in the long run and but you know you do what you do life is what it is and you know then, I guess you find ha- common ground with um, other women that are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I never experienced that. <laughs> find
0: somebody that's just as screwed up as you are. And- <laughs> well, I mean,
1: <laughs> we're all screwed yeah. up. Let's face it. And nobody's perfect. And, yeah. you know, like I say, you look back at your parents, and when, you, when you're truly an adult, that is the day you look at your parents and you see them. As people, you don't see them as mom and dad. You see them as as two people who were doing the best they could and that their dreams and their desires may have been put on hold because you existed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, until you see it that way, until you can see your parents that way, any of your relatives that way, you're not truly a mature-minded person, in my opinion, and I'll admit it, that didn't happen to me until I was in my late 20s. And I look around and I'm like, wow, they, they really did struggle because I existed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but of course, my parents were always like, oh, no, no, you weren't any trouble. You weren't in any trouble at all.
0: and even if you were, it wasn't your fault. That's that's (laughs) what they would
1: say, you know, and and I just... um, You had
0: no say-so in that happening.
1: Right, and, uh, you know, I guess that's the difference between having parents that truly were so devoted to each other, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and they still are.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, People that come from, you know, other situations where their parents didn't get along and... You know, the poor kid's stuck in the middle, Yeah, and then that kid has to find common ground with the new people that come into their parents' life. And I know that can be really difficult, and I've always felt really bad for kids that are put in that situation when, you know... Maybe mom doesn't have the nicest boyfriend in the world, or the new girlfriend of your dad doesn't like the fact that you exist in the first place.
0: Right, you're just something in the way. And, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you are a reminder that he loves somebody before me. Mm-hmm. That's the way a lot of women are, and that's bad. Oh, you're, you know? you're going
0: to be the reason why there is constant tension in this household, because mm-hmm. you're, you're shuttling back and forth between households. Right. And, I mean... Yes, that does happen, folks. You know, it's not just something that they use as a plot device on on, on T V dramas and stuff. That that's real. That is a real problem.
1: But you know, then again some people would say, Well, you don't know what the hell you're talking about because you've never had kids. But I do have feelings mm-hmm. and I do have a lot of empathy for someone who would get put in that situation. I saw that happen with um, Some of my cousins when I was growing up. Yeah,
0: you you don't just have feelings. You have friends and family that have gone through it. Right. That you've helped them get through it. Yeah. You you may not have experienced it firsthand, but second or third-hand experience counts for a lot when you're talking about things like this. Because a lot of times, you are the person that's being confided in. Right. You know, they, they turn to you for... For sage wisdom and advice, you're like boy. If you're coming to me for wisdom and advice, you must be desperate.
1: <laughs> you think I know what the hell's going on?
0: <laughs> like wow, man! You, it's
1: like I don't know what was, to tell you. Was but that I the last
0: I, person on your list or the first?
1: <laughs> right. It's like I I don't know exactly what to tell you to do, and I don't want to tell anybody what to do. I, but I will listen. Mm-hmm. Li- That's
0: the best, the best thing you could do is is lend a supportive, sympathetic ear. Hmm. and just be there for them you know it's that's all they really that's all they really want for the most part they just want somebody to give a shit
1: yeah they want someone to say you know that sucks that that's happening to Mm -hmm. you and i'm and i'm
0: sorry just know that you can you know don't be you know don't be uh
1: you know. should do this and you should do yeah, that because yeah. that never does any good anyway. No. I mean, what's the worst thing you can do? Tell somebody advice about their own life. Yeah. Tell someone, oh, I don't like that girl you're going out with or, or um, this guy is just, he's he's a waste of your time. I don't like him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What is the first thing they're going to do? Well, for one thing, if you are right about that person being bad for them, eventually they will figure that out, and then they will not want to be friends with you anymore because you pointed it out, and they don't want to hear the, I told you. Yeah,
0: and it's the only thing you can focus on. Right. Yeah.
1: And the best thing to do is go, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You'll Mm -hmm. figure it out. Yeah. That's the best way to tell anybody anything, especially when they come to you and they're like, oh, I'm about to break up with this person, da, 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 da. And you're like, well you gotta do what you gotta do and that's fine it's your life
0: go with your gut go yep. with your heart i mean if, yep. if if you feel compelled to do that I mean obviously there are things going on about you that I'm not privy to and I'm only i'm you know I'm not gonna pry into your personal life uh because if you wanted me to know you'd have told me right but but because you're going through this and because you know you and I have been through hell and high water I've got your back
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's really what they really need to hear
1: exactly that's
0: that's that's the most valuable support you can throw by throw behind somebody is just Mm -hmm. simply that just freaking support them don't don't try Mm -hmm. to be an einstein about it i mean i'm not saying that you know we're trying to be dr phil here but but just based on our own personal experiences the, the 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 best advice we got was just go with go with what we felt
1: yeah, go with what is best for you. Yeah, because, don't don't
0: expect somebody to answer it for you.
1: Well, and not only that, but ultimately, you're the one that has to live with your decision. Exactly, yeah. And that's with everything in life, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, right. you ultimately have to look at yourself in the mirror Yeah. and say, yes, this is what I have to do. And so many people get in a relationship, stuck in a relationship where they're like, well... You know, you get with a person and and they make you feel so special when you're first with them and they do all the right things and they really, really suck you in. And you, you really start caring about this person. You can't imagine your life without them. And then once they know that you're like that... (laughs) <laughs> look what happens mm-hmm. they start mistreating you right and it starts being little things at first and you make an excuse oh they had a bad day or or um this happened to them or that happened to them and or i just misunderstood the situation yeah and then it just keeps building and building and building and before you know it 14 years went by and
0: you're hmm. like, what the hell happened to the f- last like, 14 years
1: yeah and you're like what am i doing yeah how how did i let this happen I let someone over the course of all these years take what was left of my youth away and I'm never going to be happy with this person. This person is always going to make me feel bad about myself, second guess myself, make myself feel stupid or unattractive or whatever they do to you because that's what they do. And I'm basically describing a narcissistic personality here. Um, I didn't know that at the time, that that's what was going on in my life, but um, that's what was going on in my life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and finally, one day, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. I, I I refuse to turn 50 and be this unhappy. When you feel like crying more than you feel like laughing, when you prefer your own company over theirs, Yeah. It's, it's time to reevaluate what matters in life. And what really matters in life is being with your best friend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I cannot believe, and it's embarrassing to admit that it took me this many years to figure it out. But I finally did. And you know what? You know what's really bad? If somebody had told me, even if I'd gone back in time and told myself, don't do this. I would have been so stupid that I probably wouldn't have listened to them. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to what I was talking about. Never give your friends love advice. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be your own best friend when it comes to your own personal love life decisions. And I know you've probably been in that situation too where you were with someone that, you know, you're like, geez, what am I doing?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean I'm I'm sure the, the the list is much shorter of people that haven't been in that in that position, that haven't been found themselves in that situation where they they take they have to take a long look inward and go, mm-hmm. geez, is, is this is this really, like I said earlier, as, as good as it's going to get.
1: Yeah, is this all there is yeah. to life? Is this what love really is? Because it's not making me happy. Right. And love can't happiness has to come from within. Yes. I mean you have to decide I'm going to make the best out of life no matter what happens to me. I've got to still be able to, I don't know, laugh at my own stupidity. <laughs> you know, because if you can't, oh, wow, the days are really long, yeah, you know? Yeah, But then again, all those long days add up to a very sad person. Yeah, a because, very
0: unsatisfying right, existence. You,
1: you just get to where you're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> The sun is up. I guess I have to get up.
0: Got to punch the clock and.
1: I've got to go and deal with this today. Mm-hmm. And life shouldn't be like that. No. It really shouldn't.
0: You should always have something to look forward to.
1: Or, you know, just being happy the sun is out, enjoying hearing the birds mm-hmm. you're like wow those birds are, sound so happy they're probably fighting with it with each other but but they're happy they sound happy. <laughs> i don't i don't
0: speak birdie so i wouldn't know
1: Yeah, they're, they're probably don't arguing no know, know a
0: happy bird from a pissed off bird <laughs> God, what the hell but but yeah yeah i mean you know if if you can't find something to be enthusiastic about on a regular basis it's time to make some changes
1: you, you Pretty much you have to. Otherwise, you are just...
0: You're setting yourself up for misery. Well, just and you're, you, literal misery.
1: You become your own worst enemy. You yeah. have to just be able to go, yeah, yeah, pass that plate of crow over here and let me take <laughs> a bite because I've got that's to... that's what it takes, yeah. I've got to change everything in my life because usually by the time you come to that realization, everyone that cares about you, that really does care if you're happy... Has already pointed out to you, you know. You're you know what you got to do. Very happy in your life, are you? I mean, you just you've let yourself go. You you don't look pretty anymore. You 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 look so sad all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's not you. Yeah, and you deserve something better than that. Yeah.
0: They're doing their damnedest to be subtle about it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where you just have to. Oh, geez. Like I say, eat the crow, bite the bullet, whatever Mm -hmm. you got to do. And it's not an easy conversation to have when you tell that person, look, I don't care how long we've been together. I can't take it anymore. Right. And you're never going to change. And they'll always pull that on you, won't they? Yeah. The, I'll change, I'll be what you want. Oh, you don't love me anymore? No, that stopped about 10 years ago, I'm sad to say. (laughs) Um, We've just been going through the motions. And you know what's so funny? If that person that you're breaking it off with, if they're honest with themselves... They will come back to you later on when they get over the, I don't know, pissed at you stage, uh-huh. and they will say, you know what, you're right. I wasn't happy either. Yeah. So I'm glad that you decided for both of us that this needed to stop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, that's you know that's kind of a justification for what you did. And and it
0: and it kind of you know at least you get at least you get closure on it. Because, you know, I I know that, you know, speaking not just for myself, but I know there are people out there that still have unresolved issues with relationships of their past because Mm -hmm. they just, you know, they just broke off communication. Yeah, they
1: took it really, really hard. Yeah. But, you know, that's also someone who is in denial about their own their own imperfections, their own maybe responsibility for why the relationship failed. Yeah. Because a mature person will look at it for what it is. Right. They will distance themselves and they will take a real hard look at why did this person want out? What what was it that went so wrong? Yeah. And a
0: lot of times you gotta take your own emotions out of it. You, yes. You just gotta you just gotta look at it, I guess, objectively. Mm-hmm. You know, just say, you know, take take the feelings out of the way. Right. And and just look at this for just the pure facts of what it is. Yes. And, um,
1: which is hard for a lot. of. People it really too. is.
0: It's kind of hard to remove the emotion from it because that's why you have a relationship in the first place, because you have strong emotions toward each other. But when those emotions become polarized, negative, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're no longer positive emotions and positive feelings about each other. Then yeah, it's, it's time to reassess
2: mm-hmm.
0: and either make some drastic changes with each other's support or just part ways. Mm hmm. And you know sometimes parting ways is the least painful option <laughs> it is because then you just wind up taking more lumps when you try to work it out, knowing damn good and well in your heart of hearts. It just wasn't meant to be right um but then you know when you when lightning does manage to strike <laughs> and and you know things like you and I or Brett and Bonnie happen it kind mm-hmm. of kind of helps restore my faith in humanity a little bit <laughs> because
1: well it actually and this sounds really corny it makes you believe in love mm-hmm. that it is real yeah and that um, anyone that has never experienced as experienced what we have experienced will never believe it because yeah. I never did yeah. I never believed in you see someone from across the room. And that's it for you. That that's the person. Mm -hmm. You just something tells you this is the person I want. This is the person that I need to be with. Mm -hmm. And I wish that it was easy. I wish that that happened for everybody.
0: Yeah, but as the old saying goes, nothing worthwhile ever is. Mm. Sometimes it takes. Sometimes it takes work. Now it takes work to make it happen. But once it's happened, it shouldn't be heavy lifting once you're once you've established yourself as yes this is who I'm going to be with mm-hmm. it it shouldn't be a struggle after that it shouldn't it really shouldn't be it shouldn't take constant work yeah mm-hmm. you y- you you have to work at your relationship but it should not be trying to push an uh uh trying to push a boulder up a hill with ice skates on
1: and that's what um every relationship I've ever been in mm-hmm. was like
0: yeah it was, it was
1: like I was it trying. It was all push and no pull. Right. I was. I would try so hard to make the person <clears throat> I was with happy. And you can't. No. You you can't control what another person's true emotions are. No. Um,
0: you can't make a person happy if they're just convinced that they can't be happy. Right. You can't be the one that makes that happen. No, they kind of have to make it happen for themselves.
1: They have to. They have to, you know, look in the mirror. Yep. And say, I'm going to. I'm going to laugh at myself today. I'm mm-hmm. going to enjoy the day I, this day. This beautiful spring day. I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to listen to the birds
0: <laughs>
1: as they take a dump on my car. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: you you can't look at life as that being your microcosm of yes, a bird just shit on my car.
1: That's right.
0: No. But no. he was
1: happy about yeah.
0: it. He he was having the time of his life when he did it. Now, where's my damn BB gun? <laughs> oh. Uh, no, no, no. I don't mean that. Poor little birdie. Well, maybe a little bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> little prick won't stop shitting on the car. But anyway. But on on that note, uh, I think it's probably about time to wrap things up. I know we're approaching the, the, the hour mark, and I know we try to keep it as, as compact as we can because I know how long the average commute lasts And <laughs> <laughs> you, you you should be either rounding up your commute at the end of the day unless you just like this so much that you just couldn't help yourself and had to finish it up at your desk and if that's the case, boy, God, do we appreciate you guys <laughs> <laughs> but that'll about do it for this one um, again, guys, we can't thank you enough for, for constantly being there for us, we will be there for you because without you, there really is no reason for us to be doing this so, thank you, I mean what what can we say, Shannon? Every time we look at the, um, every time we every, every time we look at see how many people have listened, and we're just like, oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm like,
1: wow! Yeah. I am just amazed that anyone's interested in what I'm <laughs> talking about. But you know, I mean, after you go through so many things in your life, it's it's great to try and give someone a little bit of your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what. I really want to do is try and give someone not really advice, just you know,
0: share share a little life lesson, right? This, just
1: just uh, say you know, watch that puddle over there because mm-hmm. it's deeper than it looks, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah yeah we're 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 no rocket scientists we're no we're no trained professionals but we we have lived a life that up up until this point was something that we thought was what a happy fulfilling life is until we, until we, we discovered each other. And now we really do know what a happy fulfilling life is and just know it can happen for any of you. So, um, as we mentioned earlier, um, we're we're always looking for uh for show ideas from you guys. Uh feel free to to throw anything at us that comes to your head. I mean, we're we're not above discussing well, there may be some things we might not want to talk about. <laughs> we don't know how sick some of these folks are. Uh but uh, you can find us uh first and foremost at electricjellyfishpodcast.com. Um our home base for our, our streaming platform. Uh everything goes through uh, anchor.fm uh we we owe these guys so much of our gratitude. Uh you know what I'm just going to run down the list. where we we're, you can find us on Amazon Music. Uh the aforementioned uh, FM. we're on Apple Podcasts, we're really excited about that one. Uh Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, uh iHeartRadio, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, uh Spotify and Stitcher. Uh, we also have um, uh, two two presences, if that's a word, <laughs> <laughs> on on Facebook. You've got the official page It's just Electric Jellyfish Podcast, and the EJP Nation kind of fan page that we've had established, where we we're getting some feedback on that for for show ideas and such. Um, we're also on Instagram at Electric Jellyfish Podcast, and on Twitter because I couldn't fit electric jellyfish podcast as our twitter handle we just i just had to go with ejp nation so you can find us there so feel free to reach out to us guys you know we we love the fact that you seem to like what we're doing we love what we're doing as well and we'll just keep on doing it so for shannon i'm chad Shannon just drew a blank. <laughs> if you wanted to say goodbye, this would be the time.
1: Well, I'd also like anyone out there who would like to leave us a message. We are very open to having anyone call in and do a podcast with you about Absolutely. whatever you would like to talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. We do have the technology. That technology does exist. Yes,
1: we do. And we would be really happy to have someone do that with us. So Mm -hmm. please reach out and let us know your ideas.
0: Absolutely. We'd be happy to have you. So uh, for, for Shannon, this is Chad. Thanks for being here with us once again, guys. We'll talk to you again soon.